Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. My name is Neve, and I'm also joined here today with Alan. So today we had the absolute pleasure of sitting down and chatting to Gareth Flower. So Gareth is a serial entrepreneur who has started numerous businesses over the years with his latest ventures, including Park Office and also the Magnate 100 community. So in this episode, Gareth walked us through his morning routine and he also gave us his top tips on how you can start developing the ultimate morning routine that will get you set up for success and get you into a winning mindset for the day. Gareth also talked about the power of networking and adding value to anyone you meet. We also spoke about the Magnate community in which Gareth led us in on a very special announcement in which you have to listen to the full episode to find out what that is. So this sounds like something you're interested in. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. Um, I am very excited to introduce our next guest today, Gareth Flower. Gareth, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no bother. Thanks for hopping on. Um, so, Gareth, I want to kick things off by starting with your morning routine, because it's something that I'm very curious about. You know, I think having a solid morning routine and night routine is very important. Um, so maybe you might kind of walk us through what your morning routine is and how you kind of, I suppose, get set up for the day. Sure. Um, well, I suppose with every routine, you know, it's, it's really about consistency and trying to get those extra, extra percentage improvement points every single day, every week. I think that's the main part of it. I think early morning for me, was not something I was brought up doing. <laughs> you know, I was definitely, I would have considered myself uh, an evening owl um, and working till all hours in the morning. I actually look back at old photos and, you know, I used to take pride in the fact that I pulled an all-nighter working away from my first business in Crust Bakery. Um, and, you know, over time, you start to improve and read more about successful entrepreneurs or business people and you keep hearing more and more about getting up early so mm -hmm. I decided to try it and uh, recorrect my sleep schedule and I did and I read this fascinating book called the 5am club and he yeah they it's written by a guy called Robin Sharma and he actually outlines in the book step by step what to do for every minute of every day oh, wow. <laughs> and now I took away the the piece about um in the morning and tried that and it was actually really um a game changer for me so I found getting up at 5 a.m you know for the first 10 days let's say is awful you know yeah. you get up and you literally have to come up with techniques of how to get out of bed for me I, I do I just count down from five. The first thing I do in the morning, I just go five, four, three, two, one, and just get up and don't let anything in your head and just get up. And that was that was something that that worked for me. And I started to habit stack in the morning, different things that would help me improve. Um, so like first thing in the morning, you get up and try and break a sweat. So I'll go down to the gym now and, and try and first thing, just break a sweat 
come back, have a cold shower. Um, I am trying to do intermittent fasting. So, I mean, during the week, um, weekends are, are my sort of slower time. Um, but during the week, trying not to eat until sort of lunchtime, 12 or 1, and get that 16 hours, no eating, and eight hours of, uh, of permitted eating. So, so trying to keep that that step-by-step process and then i started to build on to that so more things that i would learn about for example writing down three things i'm grateful for every day sounds like something very small and, and insignificant but you know writing today for for example how i'm grateful for a great cup of coffee and it actually makes you smile to yourself and go you know life is all about the simple pleasures yeah, and makes you more things. I think it, it makes you uh, holistically happier um, mm-hmm. and, and more happy for about yourself. Um, so, so I started with the morning routine a couple of years ago, and I found, you know, a big part of uh, a big part of my ethos is self improvement. I was a very bad student. I was, you know, useless in school. Nobody, if if you asked anyone in my old school. Uh, and college <laughs> you know would you see guard becoming successful i doubt uh, they would have said yes you know and this is uh this is something i was very conscious of is that i was the class clown you know i would just love making people laugh mm-hmm. and i think it led me to a discovery that i didn't enjoy that i wanted to be respected for my talent what i could bring to the table and i started on this journey of self improvement and now i consume everything in self-improvement to the point where you nearly it's over consumption and i suppose i try things out that work for me i fall down i'm happy to admit like you know every day is not 5 a.m you know you, you get up at half five six i actually write down in my my um book every day i write down my priorities my top three priorities for the day and i write down a few things that are non-negotiable like so i try write down wake up before before the world wakes up and it's five and i have 5 a.m and if i don't get 5 a.m i'll exit and put it in you know six o'clock 6 30 whatever and but it's that accountability tracking for yourself that keeps you getting up earlier and keeping you on track i think that's the important part for me it's not it's not like being 100 perfect every single day it's just trying to keep you back on track and bounce like almost in the in our in a ring you have the ring ropes just you're bouncing back into the ring and you're yeah. still in the game. And I think sometimes if people don't have a routine, they'll do a couple of months, a couple of years of incredible work or, or days, etc., And then they'll fall off because they don't have that sort of set routine. They're it's working off the adrenaline of, of the excitement projects, exciting project they, they're on at, the, at that time. Yeah. Have you noticed any benefits, I suppose, from waking up early? Because I know you kind of said that it's only kind of in recent years that you've started waking up at, is it 5 a.m.? But how is that kind of, I suppose, have you noticed any positive effects from waking up earlier? Oh, I think they're amazing. I think I think in terms of self-improvement, you know, if you have the willpower to, um, to get up at that hour, you mm-hmm. start feel more confident in yourself you start to um you know you start to believe that you can do more things like that aren't very easy so cold showers might be next or you know that have more health benefits going to the gym i'm not a gym fanatic i don't enjoy it as much as other people um but 
I understand that it helps me to be the peak person and uh, the peak Gareth that I can be. And that's, I think that's what everybody should aspire to is to be the best that they can be. Not, no one's perfect, but I mean, it feels great when you have rock star days where everything goes right and you're, you know, you're crushing the good days of work and you have like, you're knocking out your three priorities and everything's flowing. You're in this sort of flow state. And I think if you get up earlier, you get past that groggy stage in the morning. So you hit the ground running and then people are, you know, you're talking to people um, who are just getting up and you're like three hours in, four hours in, into your yeah. day. You're kind of just, you kind of make people think, okay, geez, this guy's really on it, you know? So, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I would say there's health benefits. Definitely. There's uh, willpower uh, improvements that, that, that are required to, uh, to do it. And then I think just in terms of clarity and um, uh, that sense of fulfillment, you feel more fulfilled if, you, if you're getting more done every day. So uh, moving on a small, small bit, Gareth, um, I'd love to talk a bit about the network that you've built around you. And um, I know you've set up uh, Magnate 100 recently. So I'd love to know what's the most effective way that you have built a rapport with connections, clients and employees and sort of tell us a bit about Magnate and what it does and what it's about. Sure. So yeah, no, Magnet with 100 is um, an initiative I launched at Christmas um, during the COVID pandemic, essentially realizing that I had been disconnected from the network that I built up over the last decade uh, starting businesses. And, you know, I speaking to a few of my friends, I realized that this was uh, an issue everyone had faced. And, and so I went about thinking about how do I go and build this community online because everything is online right nowadays or should be online and the need to go for a coffee you know although it's brilliant and um, we should be able to have some something similar um, or a similar effect online and so I came up with the idea of the Magnate 100 which is essentially a community of Ireland's top 100 uh, visionaries and wave makers essentially people who are um doing something different in their chosen business or field and um i used my own network initially as uh, the guinea pig <laughs> a test sample but um yeah so it, it actually started to take off we we i got about 70 people of my network to join uh, essentially a Slack group with different channels that focus on problem solving, collaboration or innovative, inspiring stories and a few other channels that that sort of encourage um, added value. So it's a totally free community. It's, it's unpaid. Um, and the reason for it was I feel, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs out there that want to connect and you get so much energy from connecting with like-minded individuals and that was the initial source um of inspiration and so we went about it it's it's gone quite well i would say um the last six months um we have been uh, having monthly meetups we have had a lot of uh, collaboration happening on the slack channel some of the announcements will be announced soon actually um, really good collaboration business uh, business happening between parties also potential investments being made uh, and stuff like that so so it's even jobs <laughs> internally so it's it's gone extremely well 
we have entrepreneurs who have uh, just started their business on their journey. And um, so really early days, all the way to people who have sort of two and a half thousand employees and are at the top of the, of the hill, so to say. And that would, that's important to me because I've joined a lot of entrepreneur groups in the past, paid ones and unpaid, and they generally don't work because it's everyone's trying to get the top brass, everyone who's succeeded, etc. And what happens is there's no value chain. Everyone's just trying to impress each other. And um, there's very little incentive to, to, to give back. And so what happens in the Magnet 100 is that the earlier uh, visionaries and magnates are talking to the, pe- the other magnates who are maybe 10 years down the road who have sold their successful company um, or who, who are still running that company and they can give them a lot of added value. And for the people at the top, and they're, they're getting a lot of added value, giving back and seeing the benefit of their advice internally. So in Magnet 100 has gone extremely well. We launched the Magnet Plus, which is a secondary community because of the demand um, for the Magnet 100. Um, and I mean, look, we're still learning. We, we are about to announce a new sponsor um, who will sponsor our, our first retreat. Um, and I think that's that's a lot of fun and a lot of ex- excitement towards that. Um, I suppose I can let you in an announcement here. Um, we're we're announcing uh, a speaker, uh, Adam Shire, the founder of Siri, is going to do an exclusive magnate talk um, to all the Irish magnates. And so we'll be we'll be getting in touch with everyone about that um, on Friday the ninth. Um, so. I mean, one of the world's smartest men in, you know, founded Siri, sold that to Steve Jobs and Apple, and he tell us stories about that. Uh, started Viv Labs and sold that to Samsung recently, um, and and started Change.org, which is one of the world's most productive social uh, platforms um, in the world. So, I mean, you're talking to one. Of, we're connecting Irish magnates with one of the world's smartest men. And that's, that's one of the key points here in Magnate 100 is that I can connect uh, eventually a Magnate 100 in New York, a Magnate 100 in London, a Magnate 100 in Shanghai and encourage that collaboration and, um, and uh, you know, like-mindedness, I suppose, um, across the community. Very exciting times. And I think it's, it's important because I think sometimes you find it's such a small place ireland it's hard to grow a network beyond ireland exactly exactly the world is moving fast right now alan and for example you start your business your business might have a huge opportunity in new york and how do you actually get to new york there's yeah. you know if i can connect you with people over here that can do that and open doors for you you know and vice versa once you make it you can help some other chuck you know coming yeah. in the door yeah, <laughs> and help them out you know and that's 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 what it's all about. I actually get a lot of value um, from hearing people already uh, saying how it's how it's helped them in their business. Yeah, you spoke as well a bit about um, added value there. Do you find that's the most important sort of factor when you're connecting with people and you, when you're building connections with people? I think so. I think so. I think you can get in the door and meet people on a one-time basis, um, and it can be very transactional. And I think a lot of people. Uh, don't think about the added value factor there. So for example, you know, you hear the the norm, which is, oh, 
this person is a very successful person. I need to get him or her as an advisor. And, you know, I think you have to understand the value there is first, is this an exciting space for them? Second, will they be interested to work with a younger entrepreneur? Uh, third, you know, what's their time schedule like? You have to understand, you know, this might be just a very infrequent thing, but a lot of people go up and, uh, and ask, ask, ask a lot up front without understanding what's potentially available uh, on their side so that, you know, they get added value, but it's not too much of a time suck or sacrifice for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to think about added value in everything you do. You know, what's the solution you're building? How does it add value? Is it a, you know, a time machine? Does it save people time? Does it save money? Does it make money? And really understanding that value and drawing it out in, into a picture. And you said actually about, about building um, rapport with clients. I think that's what it's all about. Is they, all, they don't want to become your friend. They want to understand the value you're bringing. That's all. You need to allow them to understand the value so that they can go internally and tell others about the value that they're bringing into the company using your solution. Mm-hmm. If you can't dictate that value, you, you know, you might get a few transactional uh, opportunities, but I think long-term understanding that added value across customers, across um, investors, shareholders, mentors, family, it's uh, it's important.